forever. Dog! Hello, Anna. Hello, Andrew. And hey, everybody else. And welcome to our podcast, Scary, Scary Stories, Stories to, to Tell on the Pod. Oh, we're oh, so polite once again. So polite. Uh, it's a podcast about spooky stories, urban legends, things you tell us happened to you that were scary and frighted you. But keep in mind, we're comedians and we're stupid. Yeah. And if you're looking for good, this is the wrong yeah, um, highly researched things about urban legends. Amazing. We love listening to those. We're kind of a fly by the seat of your pants. We mostly go on charm. <laughs> if you listen to My Favorite Murder and you're like, I like it, except Karen and Georgia just talk to each other. Oh, I don't like those parts. Then you're going to have like, a hard you, time, this is baby. Wrong. This is wrong. Also, what what do you what do you actually want? What do you want? Because you can just you can just cruise Wikipedia for true crime. You could you Karen could, and Georgia are such treasures. Karen and Georgia. Karen and Georgia. Karen and Georgia. <laughs> um, I well, today's a Wednesday. It is fully Wednesday. Um, and it's my turn. That's an urban legisode day where we mm-hmm. deviate from Alvin Schwartz, Stephen Gamble's scary stories to tell in the dark. And instead we go outside the fandom. Um, <laughs> and uh, today is my turn. It sure is. And I'm very excited. Me too. I hope it's okay um, that I mm, like it. Um, <laughs> but uh, one of the things we talked about doing when we started the podcast was creepypasta. <gasps> but uh, we are dumb and other places do creepypasta better. Mm-hmm. So I looked up bad creepypastas or... Crappy pasta. Wow. Great. <laughs> I was like, I want to see the ones that are aggressively fake, like that have no proof. Yes. Um, and there is bad creepypasta.fandom.com. Oh. Um, and there uh it says there, of course, when a creepypasta stops being scary and just begins to enter the realms of stupid, it could be because of cliche overuse, writing the whole thing in caps, being straight up pretentious. Not working out its own easily explainable mystery, <laughs> having numerous spelling and grammar mistakes, dot, 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 anything. I love this idea. I'm very excited. Okay. This <laughs> first one, I feel like gives a good idea of what it is. Um, this is called Dead Car Dealership. <laughs> and this is the picture. Can you describe the picture? <laughs> uh, it is a it is an unremarkable gray mid-sized car. It's a picture of a car. Yeah. Okay. It was a car like this one. (laughs) Hello. Oh, no. (laughs) Something disgusting and creepy happened to me when I bought my first car. When I brought my first car. Here's what happened. I still remember it like it was yesterday. This was written by a user named Skyrim90,000. Great. Checks out. (laughs) It's a funny number. (laughs) (laughs) That is a funny number. Not 9,000. What's it but big? Skyrim90,000. Okay. I was always eager to know what it felt like behind the wheel. That feeling when the cold wind catches and unravels your hair. The thrill of launching down the highway. Unravels? Yeah, you know where it flies off your scalp? Yeah, the best way to get rid of a braid is to just drive around. That's why you buy a car. Mm -hmm. You cannot do. You tell me how to undo these braids. Thank you, Air. Um, The thrill of launching down the highway, dreaming that nothing can ever stop you. That is why when I finally passed driving school, my parents tried their best to earn enough money to buy me a new car. Get a job. Yeah, what? 
they ended up buying me a four-seat Toyota, which wasn't so bad compared to the poor people that had no cars. A four-seat Toyota. Does that exist? Just four seats? Oh, maybe they meant four-door? Because four seats would be... There's no middle seat in the back. There's another story by Skyrim ninety thousand. I think I think, <laughs> it's I think Skyrim ninety thousand might be eleven. <laughs> I'm putting the pieces together. <laughs> I think it was a four window Hyundai. <laughs> Hyundai with front and back and go forward. Um, uh, my parents quickly signed all the paperwork, and in half an hour, I was proudly holding the car keys in my hand. My parents told me that I could test out my car by driving it. Home. Oh. You can try the car by driving it home. My first drive. Yay. Then they got into their car and started to drive home carefully. I waved to them when they passed by and they waved back. The next second, they were gone. That Well, that makes sense. I got into my... Yeah, I know. That's how cars work. Yeah. I got into my new car and leaned back to test how relaxing the leather seats were. I noticed that there was one spot that felt like there was something poking out of the seat. I ignored it and started the engine. Besides, when I closely inspected the seat, I saw nothing poking out. I just blamed it on stress and started to drive home. A few days went by and everything was normal. I drove my car almost everywhere. Everything was perfect with it. Almost everywhere. Um, okay. Uh, the car is great. Um, the only issue I had with the car that was that now the thing po- poking out of the seat felt dot, dot, dot closer. Uh, I couldn't explain it. It was like the thing was trying to get out of the seat. But how is this possible? I decided to get to the bottom of this once and for all. I really wish I didn't. <laughs> I got a razor from my bathroom and ran to the garage. What? I knew this would forfeit my insurance, but I didn't care. Is that? Why would you use a razor like like a shaving razor? I think like a straight razor. Oh, okay. Sweeney Tom. But also, I (laughs) no, like the ones that you can put in like a razor blade and like a refillable. What a a weird item to use to. Anyway, sorry. I know. I cut open my hand really bad. Uh, no, they didn't. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, this is kooky. But they want us to know it's a brand new car. Yeah. Uh, and ran to the garage. I knew this would forfeit my insurance, but I didn't care. I really needed to know what was hurting my back so much. I cut into the leather over and over. Finally, once it was loose enough, I quickly ripped and threw the leather onto the ground. What I saw next almost made me vomit on the spot. Mm. Inside the leather, right in the middle of the seat... Was a decayed human corpse. Oh. It was gruesomely cut into pieces. It was so revolting. <laughs> I could see its organs, mm-hmm. IT apostrophe S, its organs <laughs> sticking out and its lifeless eyes still staring at me. I fainted. <laughs> New paragraph. <laughs> One month later. (laughs) So that's why I'm writing this pasta to you now to warn you. Always check every inch of your car before buying it. You never know what could be hidden underneath its surface. I will give points to Skyrim 90,000 for I think what's so funny and maybe a little endearing about this to me is that he doesn't lean on the like and something in the car smelled and I could not get to the bottom of what it was. I needed a smell. It it all for him was like a thing was poking me in my back. Like the dead the dead organs was poking. Leather don't let smell out. Like that is sort of the it's Let me go get my Venus. Also the organs were sticking out. It had been gruesomely cut into pieces, but the eyes were still there. Yeah. Looking out. Wow. The indignity of being shoved know. into a four door, a four, a four seat, seat a four seat Toyota. Yeah. The back seat has a hole in the middle. <laughs> 
Wow. That, that is... 90,000. I, <laughs> I really respect this sort of like kid logic of this story. Me too. It is sort of like the scary story I tried to convince my mom was real, that there was a clown face in the computer. I love that. Um, she was like, oh, that sounds scary. She's like, that sounds... That, I understand. I would, that would have scared me too. <laughs> I was like, no, it was real. Um... <laughs> Yeah, it just feels like the kind of fake thing a kid would, like they were in some car and something was poking them and they were like, what if it's a dead body? Yeah, kids' understanding of what is scary is really funny to me because they know what they're scared of, but I think they think what adults are scared of is like organs and gore. So that's what they try to make their scary things about. Yeah. Um, One time when Jacob Warren, who's a good friend of mine, one of the Warren brothers of lore, uh-huh. um, he, he was a camp counselor with me at that theater camp. And one time he was telling a scary story that was like re- – it was about kind of like gated communities and it was really nuanced and frightening. Um, And the kids just were not into it. Uh-huh. And at one point he like says that this – this like being rises from the pool and one of the kids was like boring and then Jacob just gave in. He was like, and it didn't have any eyeballs. And then all the kids are like, ah, like, uh, yeah, kids don't get it. Oh my God. I guess the concept of rotting is like the scariest thing to a kid. Yeah. Yeah. They, they don't have anything else going on. Right. <laughs> um, okay. This story is called Dan's Revenge. Oh. There's no author. A young boy called Dan was at school and one of his friends called Steve decided to scare the pants off of him by killing his pets. Oh, no. (laughs) Dan promised that he would get revenge and boy, did Dan get his revenge. We are now halfway through the story. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I like it. A few days passed and nothing had happened to Steve. But one day Steve didn't come into school. And after that, he never did come back to school. (laughs) Steve gone. (gasps) I think it might be a troll story. Um, this that's, that's not the end. That's the end. No. <laughs> Steve gone. <laughs> dot dot dot. Steve gone. Steve absolutely gone. I mean, I mean, from a minimalist perspective, scary. Scary. Um, if if it is a troll pasta, I just learned what this is. Um, a classic troll. Pa- a classic troll pasta is a skeleton popped out, which spoofs creepy pasta's tendencies to have cheap out of nowhere endings. Okay, this is what it is. The pasta. Warning. If you have a, this is all caps. Great. If you have a heart condition, do not read this. You will drop the floor flopping like a fish while clenching your heart, seeing as you are having a heart attack. Mm. Also, if you have a sensitive anus, do not read this. The brick you shat will be painful. Gotcha. All caps. A few years ago, a man was walking down a road because his car broke down and he saw a car coming up behind him. So he stuck out his thumb to hitchhike. We're halfway through. And the car stopped ahead of him. He ran up to the passenger side and opened the door. When he opened the door, a skeleton popped out. Yeah. And so that's a classic troll pasta. That's a classic troll pasta. Yeah. I love the title. There's also then who was phone. (laughs) (laughs) It says, so you're with your honey. This is all you are. You are. Instead of your. Yep. And you're making out when the phone rings. You answer it and the voice is, what are you doing with my daughter? You tell your girl and she say, my dad is dead. Then who was phone? <laughs> I like that. I do like that. So those are like that on purpose. So it doesn't really count. Right, right, right. Um, here is one that is good. It's very long. Mm-hmm. Note, I did not write the story and I'm not taking credit for it. 
Um, the user who posted it is... Skyrim 900,000. Nine million. That's fine. Ooh, spooky place. Okay, great. The story is called Death on the Net. It was a regular Friday evening. Tobias sat in his chair by his computer and tried to relax. He usually did surf on the web. It had been a good way to come away from every regular thoughts. <laughs> there you could travel across the world. It just take some seconds to go from one continent to and another. Sometimes he just pressed random links to unknown places. And in every place, there was a different thing he could get stuck in. <laughs> Everything existed in his little computer. And Tobias was very fascinated about that. Um, every day he sat with his computer and did not know where he actually was till someone knocked on his door and yelled that they needed to use a telephone and that he had to use a telephone line for five hours. <laughs> he had to use the telephone line for five hours. Okay, we're dialing up. Wow. Tobias' dad used to ask him a question, if he really know how much it costs. Tobias had checked the price before and knew that it wasn't that expensive, but he did not say anything to his dad. Quote, it was quite fun if his dad became annoyed, he taught. Um, okay. Okay, so he's walking home from school, and it's dark out. He did not like the darkness, but he usually saw so many strange things in the forest when he walked home from school. And he felt the same thing today, too. He knew it was only branches flailing in the wind. But his fantasy escalated, and suddenly he saw imaginary murders and drunkards. And he felt that they were they were after him. He could hear the steps on the asphalt, and he could feel breathing down his neck. Tobias was too scared to turn around. He ran the fastest he could to come home to safety. Murders and drunkards. Murders. And drunkards. And drunkards. He still breathed, breathed heavily when he sat himself in front of the computer. His heart beated very fast, and now he really needed to sit and surf a while to come away from the scary thoughts. <laughs> wow, I've never related so much <laughs> to something in my entire life. From the mouth of babes. Wow, I need to sit and surf the web to get away from the scary thoughts. <laughs> I now want to say, instead of being like, she was always on her phone, to be like, she was surfing the web yeah. way too much. <laughs> <laughs> she's on the net um da -da -da, write search word it read on the screen and as usual he took the first and best word that came into his head he closed his eyes when he wrote and he rarely knew what he had wrote till he opened his eyes again what i know you ever have that happen no <laughs> you know when you close your eyes and just see what your fingers do to type and then it's and a then... full pilot script that's loosely based on your life and you're like oh god and then you have to throw out your computer oh my gosh the script is called stacked and it's about a librarian played by pamela anderson that was a real show that happened for like two episodes stacked stacked was it on mtv it was on fox wow it should have worked i really yeah especially in like 2002 that should have been like how I Met Your Mother or like another show where people would be like, why would that be good? And then it was, no, I don't know what I'm talking about. The joke is she books, but she's sexy. She, she book, but she boob. <laughs> um, but this time he became very surprised to see what he saw on screen. Was this really what he had thought of? It had to be the darkness in the wood that made him think like that. Usually he was too scared to read about this stuff. He was pretty easily scared especially when it was no one else in the house. But on the screen, it read very clearly his inner thought. Ghosts. 
Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here with huge news. We have a terrific episode of Office Hours Live prepared for you. We had the great stand-up comedian Kyle Kinane come in and a very special in-studio music session from legendary Emdu Mokhtar. You're not going to want to miss this one. You can find it on your podcast app of choice by going to Sears or Macy's and getting an iPod and then coming home, charging it up and listening through your app. My God. And damn if it ain't it me. (laughs) (laughs) And pressed unwillingly the enter button. He breathed out when he saw the first pictures came on the screen. I wasn't scary at all. Just some authors that spoke about their horror books. And he recognized both of them from TV. I can handle worse, he thought. And pressed himself to a gallery about ghosts in a museum in Denmark. It was a few artists that had painted supernatural stuff, but the paintings was as scary as Casper the Friendly Ghost. So he was unprepared when he pressed the link, Ghost Places. (laughs) The first thing he saw was not that scary either. A big old castle with a moat around it. He had been to a similar place last summer to check out some old knight armors. I was imagining without a K. I mean... Yeah, I just studied abroad at Ghost Castle, and it was a ghost place, and I was studying some old night armors. Honey, pull your night armors up. Honey. Remember, um, drank a lot of water at dinner. But the thing special with this thing was that it was moving pictures, and a guide that guided the viewer around the castle and told the viewer about the different ghost room. Okay, so then there's a very long story about a woman who gave away her child, and then she missed it, missed the baby wow what a diversion this is and that there's a big blood spatter on the floor that they can't clean up okay and he was like that's just a device to get more visitors at the castle okay great and then it started to sound like a cassette tape was rewinded inside his computer it got blurry on the screen and he saw a shadowy figure on the screen they have probably made a little short movie to show how the murder could have happened just to scare people he thought Picture became clearer, and he saw the same room as earlier, but something was different. The furniture was nicer, not as broke as dusty, and there was not in the same place as before. The woman that was seen in the screen had an old-timey dress. It actually felt like he could see right in the castle's big hallway like it was 200 years ago. A scary a scary device that we talked about for from the Scary oh, yeah. Stories the Dark book. Yep. Where it's an old crappy house, and then all of a sudden it's nice again. Correct. And it's like, is that less scary? Hmm. Or more. Think about that. Um, The feeling really felt unnerving. The acting was too good. (laughs) (laughs) The horror in the woman's eyes really did look real. Um, Oh, she got killed by an axe murder before. Great. Um, Okay, so she's getting murdered. Um, Oh, wait. Uh, He knew it was just a movie, but he still had a hard time to shake off the feeling of reality. But how in that case could he help? He tried to press some buttons on his keyboard, and right away it showed a sign of hope in the woman's eyes. The feeling of insecurity in her face disappeared, and no, she begged him like she she saw him. Help me, she yelled. Help me, you good saint out there. This is like a a full incels dream is like 
if I just bang on my keyboard, the woman will be happy. <laughs> Anna, I really worry that the voice of this writer is actually what I sound like on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Like in my head, like sometimes I will catch myself being like, oh, that sentence just didn't make sense. It's so funny. And this is how it goes. You good saint out there? <laughs> hey, you good saint out there. And they can listen to that podcast. <laughs> Trub it up the back. Start up two times. <laughs> the acting was too good. <laughs> um, uh, pressing buttons. How did she know? Thought Tobias. Um, it must be a computer technician who did so you could feel tricked. <laughs> okay, now this Wait, is me. This, this is how I talk to my friends. This is, yeah. This it is, must be a computer technician who did so you could feel tricked. <laughs> it must be a computer. Ashley, you need to go home. <laughs> I'm getting you an Uber. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> okay, and then a screen comes up that says choose your weapon. Oh my god. You choose between sword, axe, frying pan. Clicked fast on the frying pan because he knew what the developers were usually thinking. The thing that seems least important usually are the things that are most important. Well, now I'm learning something. I didn't know that. I didn't know that that was a thing. Okay, yes. Um, okay. Welcome it, Red. And he wondered what was going to happen. It was funny that you wanted to join our little ghost game. I hope you will enjoy your stay here. Many people's life is hanging on you. And you seem to have it good there in front of your desk in your little locked room. But that flower in your window looks like it needs some water. It's a shame that your parents are not home. Oh they my, could have helped you. Oh, my God. Yeah. Tobias pressed hard on the off button. He did not want to be there. He did not know how the guide could have got all this information. But they didn't know the room was locked. Parents were away and there was a half dead dry flower in the window that his mom did not want to water. He let it slowly die just to tease her. Okay. There's a lot of, <laughs> first of all, super weird for a ghost computer to bully you over your lack of horticultural skills. Yeah. Second, real messed up that a way to hurt your mom is to let a flower die in your wit. Like, just a teaser. Yeah. Is this like a, that's like Virginia Wolf bullying. Yeah. <laughs> You want this flower? You love it so much, I don't you? I should let this flower die. You love it, don't you? <laughs> you love the flower. Um, okay. Oh, he fingered fast on his keyboard. Okay, hold on. Um, he didn't have any time to think this trough. The man on the screen <laughs> was a man with a back black cape who had come into the room of the castle. In his hand, he had a big axe that he swung around his head at the same time as he screamed, so it echoed and ran after the scared woman. The frying pan, Tobias thought, I'll can maybe defend her, but how? He fingered fast on his keyboard no. and saw how his presses did make so the man moved faster and slower. At last, he did see that there was some kind of logic. If he did press on numbers and symbols, the man went faster. But if he pressed a letter, he could slow down the horrible process that happened on the screen. Um. So he's pressing, he's pressing, he's pressing. It didn't exist any frying pan in the room on the screen, and Tobias had no idea how to get one. At last, the man stopped with his axe over his head and got ready to chop the woman that had fainted on the floor. Oh. Tobias protested letter after letter that he would chop the, to stop that he would chop the woman. <laughs> to stop that he would chop. Here we go. Take it, cool. You still have a chance to save her, <laughs> said a voice from the computer. Take it, cool. How? cried Tobias. It exists 25 opportunities, but one to survive. Everything is in your hands. If you press the right letter, she survives. If not, she dies. But you can't hesitate. If you don't press in 20 seconds, the axe determines. 
The voice laughed. Um, I must choose right. I can't choose wrong. I must press for life. He hesitated <laughs> at first with his finger over Iowa, the letter. Iowa caucus. <laughs> I must press for life. Right. For life. Uh, Joe Biden. Pete Buttigieg. For life. Amy Plobacher. Pete Buttigieg. No, dumb. how is dumb, that dumb. not? But you should have worked for Trump's campaign. <laughs> <laughs> if Pete Bucatabepo got out a week ago, his campaign would be over. <laughs> That's more damaging than the Alfred E. Newman stuff. <laughs> Pete Bucatabepo. Oh, you know man. that that man has never been in a Bucatabepo. Wow, look at this. I know. You know Chaston wants to go, but Pete's like, ah, we could make that at home. He's like, it'd be fun and quirky. Yeah. No. Yeah, Chesson's like, it's ironic. And then Pete's like, that's it's classist. Like people <laughs> like this place. Um Okay. Um I should write Pete and Chaston fanfiction, of which I'm sure there's a lot. Oh yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> I must press for life. He hesitated first with his finger over the letter F, like in the words for life. <gasps> but then thought that maybe the letter stood for fooled. <laughs> <laughs> After 19 seconds. He took his hands over the whole keyboard. He didn't want to play these types of games anymore. Well, is it like that? He heard the voice again. Then you have done your answer. And you will pay a high price for that. You don't break the game's rules without punishment. Tobias saw how the axe's blade teared trough the woman's head like it had been a piece of wood. Oh. The blood was flowing, and he noticed right away that the woman lay exactly at the place as the blood puddle he saw earlier. Okay. Um, Tobias started to cry. It was him who had killed her, he thought. It was him who was responsible for the woman's death. All of a sudden, there was a little there was a light tap at the door behind him. Tobias laughed a little bit of relief. Finally, his parents were home. But when he raised up to open the door, the picture on the screen changed. Now it showed his own room, and he saw himself look up at the door. It was like the film a few seconds after. He didn't care how this was possible, but he promised himself never ever to go on the internet again. What? This is not the end of the story. Okay. The taps against the door did get louder. At last, they went to knocks and then to hard punches. And then Tobias realized he was in the same situation as a woman that he tried to help before. Help me, whoever you are, press the right letter, he yelled at the air, but without any answer. This is me trying to cook for, with frozen vegetables that have been in my freezer for a year and a half. Like, help. This is like a Russian doll. Like, so he's... Someone else is in charge of his life. Okay. That's what he has decided. Someone else has to press for life. Yeah. Someone else has to press for life or for fold. Yeah. Um, Tobias stared at the computer screen. Then he turned around and sobbingly fell on the floor. Two spaces. The crime did get published as a murder and a robbery. <laughs> and Tobias was buried the day before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> what? The police did not succeed to find any trace of the Kyler, and the case went cold. But the thing that is the most confusing for the cops was that the killer had not taken anything valuable from in the family home. The only thing that was missing was the modem in Tobias' computer. End of story. Oh my god. You know what this makes me think of? What? This feels like um, Anne and I... Uh, Ann and I worked with this organization called the Story Pirates. Yes. Um, which is a ch like a children's literacy organization that takes stories from kids and then turns them into like really funny plays. They're and great. sometimes you will get stories like this 
that are clearly a kid has a kid is like a visionary yeah. and is like, I'm going to write this epic Absolute Beowulf. Story. Yeah. And then sometimes the stories are like, oh, like, okay, well, one time there was one that was called The Boy, The the Prince Who Had Two Kisses to Give. <gasps> Wow. And it was like in a it was like in a story love event and it was like a there's like a oh. prince who was born and he only had two kisses to give for his whole life. Yes. That's so scary. Did a witch put that curse on him? No, it kind of never explained it and then it just went to the wedding and um and then the there's something like where the the princess that he <laughs> I did it again. I keep making these. Andrew has ghostly gates that he keeps opening. (laughs) Um, And it was something like, oh, I can't remember. It was years ago now. But it was like at his wedding, the princess um, was like, you don't have to kiss me because I know you only have two kisses to give. But you have to take all my kisses. And then the prince is like, we can talk about it. And that was the end of the story. (laughs) Wow, dating in Brooklyn, am I right? (laughs) Go to hell, me. But that's what this feels like. It's like so many details. You can tell this. I'm I'm assuming this is a child or that this was something translated from another language. definitely someone who speaks another language. Yeah. Maybe even, maybe even um, like gone through Google Translate. That could definitely be. It does feel like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's better than I could ever do. (laughs) But I will still make fun of it. I know. It's really, I think it's more you just could tell that they got exhausted. Yeah. But it is like the level of like, he turned the corner. His breath was in his mouth. And you're like, (laughs) I see where you have good storytelling instincts. But also like that doesn't get you forever. Yeah. Yeah. And I, there's something, you know what they always say, like, uh, don't go, don't go wider, go deeper. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's a lot of that in here where it's like, he starts off, he's going through the woods. He sees visions of murders and drunkards. Like, what does that mean? You know, like w- yeah. what does that tell us about him? Also, that feels like more the story. Yes. That there was a real ghost chasing him. Yeah. But then he, he's go- That was what made him Google ghosts. ghosts. It did make me laugh. I just Googled ghosts just to see what would pop up. <gasps> and the first picture is this picture, which I thought was really funny as him being like, oh. <laughs> it is a white sheet ghost. Yeah. Just What's a classic up? white sheet ghost. Ah, I can handle more. <laughs> and then yeah. it was just like Stephen King giving a talk, I guess. Yeah. was one of them. It really, I, I think when it comes to scary stories that are written on the internet, there's some like really talented people out there who make things seem as real as possible, which is really great. And in this one, like, I wonder what the writer thought. I wonder what the impetus behind this was. Yeah. I think it was, they wanted to scare people. They were like a creepypasta is like a ghost story on the internet. So it makes something the internet, but then it becomes real. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, I do have one more. <gasps> okay. Um, it's shorter. I promise. Here we go. Dance <laughs> Revenge is my favorite. I know. I stew. I stew. Oh, God. I stew. I stew do. Uh-huh, you said stew. Smoopy. <laughs> you what? I still do think that one is my favorite. We get to it. You know what I mean? You get to it. Um, okay. So this is our favorite author in the entire world. <gasps> Skyrim 90,000. Yes. (laughs) Why don't I just read all of their stuff? Um, Okay. 
This is called Slender Man Strikes Again. Uh. Alex was walking home from work. Due to an issue with his boss, he had to stay later than usual. As he walked on, what was the issue? <laughs> I feel like they're fucking. I yeah. Don't. <laughs> oh, there's something's happened. We have to stay later. We have an issue. Yeah. I need to be kissed. I only have two kisses to give. I only have give. two kisses to give. <laughs> oh, my God. But I'm going to kiss you. Wow. That is a twist. <laughs> that is a twist. That is a twist. She fixed it. Okay. Um, as he walked on, suddenly he had the feeling that someone was watching him. He turned around and quickly scanned his surroundings. Nothing. His heart slowed down a little. When he turned back around, he almost screamed. There was a figure slowly walking towards him. As it passed a street lamp, he saw that it had no face. <gasps> it had loads of black tentacles that seemed to be spouting in every direction. Alex was frozen in fear. He knew he would die unless he tried to escape. Before he could run far, the figure wrapped a tentacle around both his legs, causing him to brutally fall to the ground. He moaned in pain and tried to es- and tired to escape, but it was useless. The figure then wrapped several tentacles around his body until he was completely stuck. Alex asked in a shy voice, <laughs> Are you? Hi. <laughs> Hi. I am Amanda. I'm sorry. There's something going on with my boss, but it's not. We're, it's whatever. It's super casual. Um, whose friend are you? <laughs> um... The figure responded evilly, your doom. Okay. Who are you? Figure responded, your doom. (laughs) Sorry? He started to laugh like a madman and tightened his grip on Alex. By now, he was moaning in pain as he was being crushed by the tentacles. He screamed as his bones started to break. The figure then wrapped a tentacle around his head. He begged for help. He screamed at the top of his lungs for someone to call the police. The figure suddenly let him go. Shocked, he turned around and saw several police cars parked right behind him. Several officers were hiding behind their cars while holding the figure at gunpoint. Oh, he felt a sigh of relief. He was saved. More backup, eh? They won't save you. Ah. He turned around and saw that the figure was holding onto his chest. A tar-like liquid was coming out of his wound. Uh, One of the officers must have shot the figure right in the chest. The figure shouted, This isn't over, Alex. (gasps) And he disappeared into the mist. He turned around to thank his savers. (laughs) My savers! My saver! You need to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. (laughs) And yay, he did clip. Um... Um, and disappeared into the mist. Thank you, savers. The officers were advancing, but something was off. One of the cops pointed his gun at him. WTF. He wanted to run, but he felt like his feet was stuck in quicksand. No, what did I do? No, no, no. The officer suddenly changed into the figure from before. He said, time's up, Alex, and leaped towards him. No, he screamed. What? He woke up in a cold sweat. He quickly looked around his dark room, but he saw nothing strange. It was only a dream. That's when he remembered something. Tomorrow, he was going to have a talk with his boss. Uh, okay. And that 
is the story um, of Slender Man Strikes Again? First round notes. Great. How does everyone feel? I here's my thing with Slender Man. Okay. I think the tentacles are too much. You like, let's focus. I was he's, thinking about that. He's a tall, thin man with no face. Like, that's enough. You know, like adding the tentacles is you're you're kind of allowed one defining spooky thing per urban legend character, I think. Yeah, I agree. Like, you know, like it's like you you have you can't have like a hockey mask and then also like uh, an extra arm. I know. I, I, I like that sometimes Slenderman has them and sometimes he doesn't like it's sort uh-huh. of like the fancy dress. <laughs> like it's like it's. Belle has her like book reading yes. sort of outfit and then she has her yellow right. ball gown. And they both come in the box set. You they know. do. Or they should. Or they should. Um, Yeah. I like that it's sort of like a fancy add on that you don't need all the time. Yeah. I, I think I think the focus focusing on that. I also find it weird when Slender Man talks. I think that's Yeah. Weird. I think Slender Man should just you should just be in love with him and want to help him. Right. Yeah. Like um. Like Chris Helmsworth. Like he doesn't have to say much. No. You just want to help him. Yeah. You want to like help him. Right. Just help. Yeah. It's nothing. There's. It's It's entirely platonic. It's helping. I'm <laughs> helping my boss. <laughs> I had a, a problem with my boss, an issue with my boss. I got to talk to my boss. I got I had an issue with Chris Helmsworth. I needed to help him. <laughs> I wonder with these stories, too. It's like... It's exciting to me that there's a new modern boogeyman and that that is like – and that Slender Man and that's like an exciting thing that like kids invented and made and that's fun. I know. Um, I think I feel that because Slender Man belongs to the world that often the idea of what he's capable of and who he is is often a little vague. Yeah, which I like too. He's sort of like Santa Claus where like in some countries he comes on this day and other countries he's like right. tall – uh, <laughs> yeah, tall thin Santa. There's like a tall thin Santa, I think, in like Spain or somewhere. That's Slender Man. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I would love a Slender Man like Christmas stocking. Like if someone designed their house as like Slender Man. It's just Santa. so long. It's just like so. Just like, like sitting on the ground. Santa Man. Oh wow, Slender That's Santa. That's scary. <laughs> it's like Slender Man, but he's wearing that suit and has like the beard and hat. Yeah, it's a real Jack Skellington. Yes. Um. Yeah, I just did you see the documentary about the Slenderman killings? Oh God, yeah, what a bummer! Real bummer. It's that was really a thing for me where it's like it's 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 so much about the parents to me where they were like we were so glad our daughter had a friend like oh, it just God, is so hard. It's very, very and it's like we all know those girls. I know I and, was those yeah. girls. I watched so much X Files. <laughs> and listen, just because you did watch a lot of X Files does not mean. You know, I'm not a fatalistic person. No, it's all I just, a rich tapestry. It's like you just knew that the trappings of childhood did not belong to you. Yeah, they weren't for you. I I also think like when people are like, well, the parents should have known. It's like I did so much alarming stuff as a kid. Yeah, you know, like the kids just do alarming stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not saying that. Yeah, clearly it's different. Uh, I'm, I know. I'm glad that I'm glad that girl survived. It is good that she survived. Oh my god! Imagine thinking about that sleepover the night before, though. It's really, yeah. It bumps I don't me know. It's bad. Um, Fran Gillespie pointed out that 
the best part of that is when one of the girls who stabbed her friend asks they they have tapes of the oh, yeah. um uh interrogation which is like they're 12 so you're just asking them questions and they're answering there's no like you will tell you know <laughs> like they're like i'm so dumb um, but one of the girls asks um do you know how far it was from where we stabbed her to the road? Oh, yeah. Because it felt like we walked really far, and I never walk that far, and I just want to know how far I walked. <laughs> it was like, I think I did this. I think I am those girl. I am that girl. I am those girl. I am those girl. They're both me. This all could have been avoided if they had a pedometer, you know? Yeah. Just a step, a step counter. You get them for free. At five Ks and yeah, does one of them talk about them? They have asthma or something. They're like, yeah, yeah she's like, I have. Asthma. That's what it was. She was yeah. like, I have asthma. I don't normally walk that far. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, it's. I think about when I was, uh, I think like in eighth grade. I one time was on my computer in the loft, and there was a family moving in at night, which I thought was really spooky. Oh. And I was, I aming with my friend Brittany Schoenwald, mm-hmm. and uh, I was talking about this like how creepy was this family was moving in. And like at some point someone like stopped in the middle of the move and just like looked up at me and I like typed her that. And then I just went to bed and I was like, like I didn't think to follow up or anything. I was just like, and from her perspective, it was the scariest thing in the world. And then she like called my house, but it was like one in the morning. My parents were like, um, your, your friend is on the phone. No. And then I was like, hello. And she was like, is everything okay? And then I felt terrible. Because from her perspective, I was like, there's a family moving in at night. Someone's looking at me up here. And then just no response and ever then, again. And then the, <laughs> like the door closings. <laughs> and so, of course, she was like, he's in trouble. I need to call. He's dead in a pool of his own piss. <laughs> oh, my God. Andrew. I pissed myself to Today. death. <laughs> Today. Hey, peace. No, we're not doing that. No, we're not doing no that. Poop and pee. That was your idea. You <laughs> thought that, listener, that was from you. You creepy pasta us. Um, oh my god. Oh boy. That's weird. Yeah, that one's a really spooky one. Oh, and I like I I really enjoy this and I really enjoy one star ghost tour reviews. Oh, you um, gotta have bad. That's my only thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, please look up Skyrim 90,000. There's a lot of stories that he or she has written. <laughs> oh, I look forward oh, to um, familiarizing myself with the extended works of Skyrim. Familiarizing. Familiarizing. Oh, there's another picture of a Ford in this other story. Wow, you love, they love cars. I know. I don't know why I'm, assu- yeah, cars. I shouldn't assume. Um, His house. Uh-oh. Um, okay. Anyway. Sh- should we do a spooky, uh, spooky, uh, scary, scary things for, for things, things that can happen? happen? We haven't yes, done one in a while. we should. You're right. Okay. Uh, do you have one? I do. Okay. You're at the car repair shop getting your car repaired. And there's no water fountain and there's no vending machine, but you're so thirsty. There's just one old Poland Spring water jug dispenser in the corner. And you go over, and the woman behind the desk says, there's nothing there. And you say, what? And then you look back, and you don't see it. And then you look up at her, and she's not there. And then you look back at the corner, and the dispenser's there. So you go, and you take your little cup, You fill it up with water, 
And then you look down, and in the cup is just moths. Oh, that could happen. Oh, God. And that's my creepypasta. Oh, why are they so mm-hmm. dusty butterflies? I guess they're That's so scary. quiet. There's they're like butterflies, but quieter. Yeah, and they have hair. They have hair. They have wants. Weirds us out. Yeah, really they, weird. They scare me. They get too big. I think they get too big. You're right. Um. Okay. I think I have one. Okay. You're at your desk at work, and you're going through some papers that have been left mm-hmm. from a coworker. And in the middle of the papers, there is a little child's Valentine's card. And it says, Cupid's gonna come get you. And there's no name on it. There's nothing. So you tossed in the trash. And you go, you refill your paper coffee cup. And as you walk back to your desk, you hear... And all of a sudden, your coffee is spilling out onto the floor. And you look, and there's a little hole that's gone right through the coffee cup. Then, at the end of the day, you get in your car, and you're driving home, your windows are down, and you go to drink from your water bottle. And sure enough, again, you hear, and the water starts pouring out of your water bottle. And again, There's another little hole through it. You get home, you open your door, you turn on the lights, and the sound you hear isn't... It's like a cord tightening up. And you turn on the light, and standing on your counter is a little pudgy person in a diaper with wings with an arrow pointed right at you. That could happen. Oh my god, and what happens and after? What happens after? Who knows? Oh my god. That and you know what? I for all the listeners listening, I hope that does happen. <laughs> and that the if you're in a relationship, the person you see is the person you're dating. And if you're not, then it, the person you see after getting shot is someone who's single and believes the same religion you do. <laughs> Cupid is a religion. Cupid is a religion. <laughs> Keep this in mind. <laughs> Oh, boy. Well, that was fun to do again. It's been a while. It sure was. Uh, Remember, everybody, that you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at scarystory underscore pod. Yes. You can email us uh, at scarystorypod at gmail.com. Yep. You can rate and review us, and we love those positive reviews. You've all left some really sweet, nice ones that we very much appreciate. Yes. Uh, And in the meantime, Anna, as always – You're just the best of all time. Andrew, you are the only person I talk to or respect. (laughs) And everybody else, get Get out. out. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.